Hello, and welcome to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur, where Hayut Yogev speaks with entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs about reaching or missing the critical point of approaching the right customer with the right message at the right time and place. The point where business success starts. And here is your host, Hayut Yogev. Rich Oms, episode 194. Hey, my riches, hope you are all healthy and well. When I asked my guest today, Matthew Barnett, what is his key success factor, he said, I think it's the love of customers. We actually have a team member whose role is chief delight officer. All he does every day is trying to find ways to surprise and delight customers. This is a unique interview with a very special person, and although he doesn't talk much, there are tons of important things we all can learn from him. Before I introduce Matthew Barnett, and while talking about relationships, I want to invite you to join us on our two Facebook groups, Women Entrepreneurs Starting Out, and entrepreneurial marketing success. We would love the opportunity to engage with you. Matt Barnett, Papa Bill Bonjoro. A British designer by trade, Bonjoro is Matt's second company, founded out of Sydney, Australia. What started as a sale hack for an agency he was running, Bonjoro went from hack to side hustle to global business in 18 months, and now, has team across five continents. Matt's love of building great products is only surpassed by that of building great culture, and his goal is to build the next Zappos to be most loved brand in the world. When not heads down in product, Matt spends his time rescuing wildlife, teaching his daughter about beekeeping and running one of Sydney's largest tech founder networks. Let's meet Matthew Burnett. Matthew Burnett, what a pleasure to have you here. Hi. Hi, Hayot. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you, and I'm so happy we are talking. And I just shared with our listeners what you've done until now, and I would like to ask you to share with us what are you doing and what's passionate about today. And where are you heading? So um, I'm from the UK originally. Uh, I moved to Australia 11 years ago, did an MBA and fell into running an agency. So I ran an agency here for maybe four or five years, mostly with clients in New York, Paris, and London. Out of that agency, we launched a technology company called Bonjour, one-to-one personalized videos to any lead that came in. Uh, being in Australia, all our leads would come in overnight. We found that by sending videos to individuals, we would get much higher engagement. Turns out one of those agencies wanted to use that product. We let them use it. One of their customers used it. One of their customers used it. And we launched this company in 2017 doing personalized videos. And that overtook the agency in about 18 months. Um, and today, I run that company full-time. Wow. Uh, our product team is here, is here in Australia. And then most of our team is outside of Australia because all of our customer base is around the world. So although I love living here hmm. um, in terms of business, we are not an Australian company. You're not an Australian company? Not really, no. <laughs> And what is the unique thing about Bonjour? 
So it's all about connecting with customers at key points on the customer journey. What we find is investing a little bit of time checking in personally with leads and using video as a medium is incredibly powerful in terms of engagement. We tend to get about three times response rates of any other uh, marketing message. So the system sits on top of a Salesforce, on top of a HubSpot and Intercom. And at certain points of the customer journey, we tell you to send a video to certain leads or customers just saying, you know, hello, Jenny, welcome on board. Wonderful to have you with us. If you have any questions, please let us know. And that video is delivered off by us, takes you 20 seconds, um, and then we use it to drive specific customer actions, um, such as conversions, activations, or referrals. And what are you most passionate about it? Uh, look, I love products. I'm a, I'm a product guy, so I, I'm, a, I'm an industrial designer originally. Okay. Um, so I love building great products. And the second thing I love more than anything is people. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm very much an extrovert. So I love the idea of building great products and then using that to help people connect with other people better. Um, it kind of it delights me to my core. Hmm. And where are you heading? So right now, it's really the case of taking the business to the next stage. So we're kind of three years in. Um, being in Australia, it is definitely not um, Israel or, or the West Coast of the States. <laughs> um, so we've done, fund- we've done funding. It is at a, at a different kind of level than you would do in those in those. Um, and those markets, but now we're just looking at doing a large funding round and doubling up the team and looking at, I guess, pushing to, I guess, the kind of scale side of things now. We've kind of passed some big landmarks. And so it's a case of how do we handle it? How do we handle doubling the size of the company within you know three to four months? Wow. How do I handle that as a CEO um, specifically? And how does my role mature from this point onwards? I imagine I'll be doing less product, mm-hmm. <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. How did you start? Um, what is the, your career path? Yeah, so originally industrial design, working in design consultancy in London for many years. Um, moved to Australia, did an MBA to, I guess, get lessons that were outside the creative sphere. Um, so hung out with consultants and finance and technology guys for a long time. Um, I actually started the original company with a with an Israeli friend. Oh. We were looking at doing something very, very different. Hmm. And looking at doing family life stories on video, that idea didn't work out. We actually raised some funds for it and it and it failed. But out of the ashes of that, then we started playing around with the video even more. And we ended up getting into research, hence the agency, where we did video um, as a qualitative research tool. So we kind of just took many, many steps, made many mistakes to kind of get to where we are. <laughs> um, it's, been a, it's been a long journey. It's not an overnight Thing. And how did you start gaining customers? So originally, it was very word of mouth and viral. So the product, there is a product-led growth piece for us, whereby because we do video messages, when a video is sent, other people receive it, and then they come in and sign up. We then, more than anything, worked and doubled down on trying to turn our customers into advocates. Mm-hmm. So we have a bit of a bit of a process that, that we run them through where we obviously send a video to every single new customer to welcome them on board in person. We do a lot, a lot of calls, a lot of handholding with customers. We do a lot of what we call delight. So we'll send customers bear suits for their children at certain points on the customer journey. We'll send them postcards and socks. We'll get them into our community. We'll get on, you know, on webinars with them and invite them in. So we do a lot of work around getting people to become advocates. And as a result, even 
three and a half years in, I think 80% of our traffic is word of mouth. Oh, who are your customers? B2B consumers? Who are most of your customers? Yeah, so we're mostly, we're 99% B2B. Okay. Um, we tend to work in the, I guess, kind of SMB space. We're not so much enterprise. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of like mid-sized businesses, we do a lot of work in education, a lot of work in e-commerce, and then a lot of work in services such as consulting, legal, um, CPAs, and SaaS as well. What would be your best advice as an entrepreneur to any entrepreneur that listens to us right now, mainly regarding customer focus, marketing, or sales? I think you've got to stay connected to the front line. So the way that we achieve this is even today i i send 10 welcome videos every single day to new customers i don't pick and choose we just send them to anyone and i ask them to respond to me personally give me feedback so every single day i ensure that i talk to a couple of customers on the front line so i always have a handle on how customers are changing how their industries are changing whether we're starting to obviously go upstream and get bigger customers and i, and I have a handle on how well the product's performing and how well our funnel is performing overall, like qualitatively, that gives me the better ability to then work with my managers across marketing, across customer success, and across product to make sure that we can hitting our targets and we're in line and it flags any challenges early on. I think there's a danger that as you grow, as a CEO, as a leader, you can lose that connection right. to the front line of customers. Right. So you keep in touch. And um, you've got successes, and we'll talk about them in a minute. But I want to ask you, what is your biggest, most critical failure with customers? The one that affected your entrepreneurial journey the most or almost the most? So I think the, the first business I mentioned that we tried to start, we actually built, built the product and raised lots of money. And then it failed <laughs> quite spectacularly. <laughs> and we made a critical error in that we had a lot of people, it was a very emotional product. We had a lot of people love the idea and love what we were doing. We had a lot of paid customers and then none of those activated. And what it was, there wasn't a sense of urgency within what we were trying to do. So we were trying to film the life story of, you know, grandparents and and family, but people would not get around to doing it and they would only look to do it when a family member was, I guess, getting close to, to death. And at that point, you don't want to do it because you don't want to remember them in that state. So going back now, could we have made it work? I think we could have. I think there were clear tactics and there's better research we could have done. But I think, you know, we took we took customers' willingness to like the idea and pay above their willingness to activate. Hmm. And so call that a failure of research, call that making assumptions that were wrong, but ultimately we couldn't keep that business going. Now, tell me the story of your greatest, most significant success as a result of the right customer focus or something you did right about approaching your customers? So I think deciding to go full-time into the Bonjour product when we already had another business running. Mm-hmm. Obviously, yeah, one of the pieces of advice is never to run more than one business. <laughs> um, but we we saw the signs that this thing was starting to grow fast. It was very, very basic. It was a side project. It wasn't ever meant to be a business. Yeah. But then understanding the inflection point that it looked that we should invest some more time and then the continuing inflection points when we should invest more and more time. And eventually, I think maybe within six months, myself and my CTO stepped onto it full time, mm-hmm. which was quite quite a big risk. And I think it, I don't think we communicated it best to the rest of the team. Uh, we kind of just took a leap of that faith, but that was backed by data. And 
ultimately it's the reason we, we are the company today and it was absolutely the right move. Hmm. What did you do different with this business that you didn't do with the first one? Uh, we talked to customers <laughs> a lot more. We all say, you know, we didn't we didn't strategically plan out the business and go build the business. We solved a need that happened to be our own need, and it turned out that need was shared by other businesses in the world, and we were able to put it into the hands of other businesses and then test a very basic product hmm. very very early on and see if they used it and they used it and they asked for more. So it was. Maybe it's part of that. Maybe it's obviously we were more experienced by that point, so we knew what to ask and how to see see the triggers. Um, but I think I think solving a real need hmm. rather than coming up with an idea. Can you recommend the best, most effective technological or digital tool that related to customer focus marketing or sales? However, I'm not looking for the last shiniest tool in the endless list. I'm looking for something that really works for you and can help other entrepreneurs as well. Yeah, so I guess it's a little bit different here because we have lots of things we use to communicate with customers. But the the thing I think is really important as well, maybe just a bit different, is something like Amplitude or Metabase, which are data tools. And the reason I say this is because Understanding our types of customers, so who are they, what industry are they in, and what are they looking to, so a kind of a product-led focus, what are they looking to achieve with the platform? For us, it's, you know, are they looking to convert more leads? Are they looking to engage more existing customers? Understanding that is absolutely crucial to then informing marketing and sales how to tighten down their funnel and where to invest their time. We can only do that with data because we have a very large funnel, a lot of customers. So having a tool like Amplitude or, or Metabase, we use both, to track that data, measure it, and help inform decisions rather than just making qualitative guesses hmm. is absolutely crucial to helping marketing improve their funnel. Great. We'll put the links. You know, there are many factors that affect one's success. However, I really believe that for each of us, there is... One factor that really helps us to succeed, and I want to ask you, what is your one success factor? I think it's the love of customers. Hmm. I think I love it. I think we are very we're very close to our customers. We have a team member whose role is chief delight officer, so all they do every day is try and think of different ways to surprise and delight existing customers. Um, we talk to them a lot, we hang out with them. We almost kind of treat them as friends and It's helped us on every level from, you know, it's helped us get amazing marketing opportunities and co-partnerships. It's helped us build um, integrations and partnerships with, large, with much larger companies than us. It's helped us build better products. It's, uh, and more importantly, it's, it, it makes it a, an enjoyable job for every member of the team. Everyone loves getting out, getting out of bed in the morning um, and helping great people. Did you uh, feel the same with other businesses, with other businesses you had before? I mean, look, I, I like people. So <laughs> I, I always, Good for you. <laughs> I always like people. Uh, you know, building agencies, they're similar. You have to build relationships. You know, like I think that I think all this was great training for what we do today. I think when you run a business which is which is extremely hands-on, you know, or, or doing managed services, then you learn to get very good with customers. Interestingly, when you move that into something like a SaaS company, then the question is, okay, so you have this great experience. How do you scale that up to thousands and thousands of users? And it can be done. I think it's really good training for that. But again, it's a different mechanism whereby you need to look at how you can scale those relationships and scale personalization. Mm -hmm. And that's it's a challenge. It's still the same mentality. 
I think. Hmm. My final question, before I'll ask you what is the best way to connect with you, my final question is my mountain question. And as our listeners already know, I've been imagining the journey of marketing and later on the journey of entrepreneurship as climbing a mountain. Step after step after step, and then you're, hopefully you reach the peak and you are looking to reach a higher peak. And at some point I started to ask my guests, and that's what I'm asking you, whether you ever climbed a mountain or wished to climb a mountain or Do you have any relationships with mountains at all? And as I told you, I first meant physical mountain, literally a mountain, but today I allow everyone to take it to the metaphor as well. So feel free. Yeah, so I'll combine the two. I love mountains, but I love taking people up mountains with me. Hmm. So last winter, we climbed the highest mountain in in Tasmania, Australia, but I did it with my one-year-old daughter and my wife. Oh. <laughs> um, the year before, we went to Scotland with my whole team, and, I, and we all climbed the Scottish mountain together. So I think mountains are great. I think you need to bring people with you. It's much more enjoyable than walking up them on your own. Um, that's my advice. And uh, in terms of the metaphor? The metaphor is don't struggle at mountains on your own. Um, like as a, as a founder, as a leader, There's always other people who will come and support you and make the journey to the top much more enjoyable. It's, it, it's, a, it's about the journey. It's not, it's not about the destination. Hmm. And without people, it's, it's a lonely walk. <laughs> I love it. Matthew, what is the best way to connect with you for any of our listeners that would like to be in touch? So if you head to LinkedIn, if you type in Papa Bear, P-A-P-A Bear, That's my official title. I think there are three people and I am the guy in the bear suit. <laughs> um, do reach out. I had a lot of help getting where I got to. Most people don't reach out, but if you want to, I, like, I will get back to you in, uh, in person. Otherwise, check out Bonjouro. Have a play around. Try it out. It's free. You'll get a video from one of, well, one of my team and use that to connect. You might get one from me as well. Hmm. Sounds great. And we'll put all the relevant links in the show notes of this interview. Is there anything you would like to share with us that we didn't talk about? Uh, I'll have one last comment. Please do. We have an ethos that we live by at the company here. And I think it's a very good one. And it's um, automate processes, but never relationships. I think automation is key to growth. But the reason of automation is to take out everything from the business that you as a human cannot do. So that you can focus on the things that you as a that only you as a human can do, I think that really comes down to relationships, be it with team or be it with customers um, or be it with partners. I love you saying that because first of all, your product in a way is a kind of automation tool, and I feel that most entrepreneurs, while finding the automation tools, are forgetting the marketing or the customers. So I love you saying that. Yeah, I agree. Matthew, I would like to thank you. I enjoyed this interview. I enjoyed the original answers. And I wish you much luck. Just keep going. Thanks. Hmm. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. And for you, our listeners, until the next time, it all goes down to this. You either reach or miss. Keep reaching your goals and vision. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Reach or Miss Show, the podcast for the customer-focused entrepreneur. You can find all the information, links, and resources that was mentioned at the show in our website, reachormiss.com. 
see you next week.